Hello and welcome to the Witch Shorts podcast. I'm Rob Lilly. Now, half-term might be over for many of us, but if you're after some inspiration for your next weekend break or trip away, then look no further. First, though, a reminder to check out our other podcasts from us here at Witch, the Witch Money and Witch Investigates podcasts. Just search for them wherever you're listening to this episode. On with today's show, though, as Laura Sanders takes us on a trip to the ancient Austrian capital of Salzburg. I'll hand over to her now as she takes us through this article, originally written by Ellen Himmelfarb. Barely an hour in Salzburg and I've already climbed a mountain. Kappen Zeinerberg and its 640 metre lattice work of forested trails over the old Capuchin Monastery. The air is fragrant with pine and rings with a refrain from the bells of Sebastian Kircher. From the ramparts at the summit, I can see across the Selzak River to the limestone crenellations at Hohensalzberg Fortress, a beacon emerging from woodland. Down a meandering path, I spot a sculptured bust of Mozart. As morning rituals go, it's definitely up there, in more ways than one. In this ancient capital on the edge of the Alps, the peaks don't just offer life-affirming views. They are Salzburg's green lungs and its source of fresh water. Not long ago, I was disembarking after an eight-hour train journey on the new sleeper service. And now, I'm bright-eyed and skittering through the morning mist on a cliff edge. River deep, mountain high, I begin my stay north of the Solzak, named in homage to the salt, or white gold, of the mountains, which were carried from nearby mines to the Danube. The neighbourhoods are newer here, insofar as Baroque is new. Their wide streets, lined with creamy facades, are from the city's 17th century overhaul, by Italian architects, no less. Centuries of enlightened thinking have reserved the best for public consumption. The riverfront is a succession of cafes, parquettes and tiny chapels alongside an art house cinema. I duck into the Hotel Stein and take a lift to the rooftop, where espresso machines were with gusto. The Stein Terrassa, I hear, is nearly always open. I order a melange the strong Austrian version of a latte, and admire the unfettered view outwards. My eyes pop, my head swells. I hardly need the caffeine. Though Mozart was born in the medieval Altstadt quarter, south of the river, he spent 15 years in a pink townhouse on Marketplatz, an intimate square with a domed Baroque church. Schloss Mirabel, where the Sound of Music's Do-Re-Mi scenes were filmed, is just up the road, a regal pile of von Trapp-esque splendour built for the Archbishop's mistress. Today, Mirabel Palace is the de facto town hall, evidenced by the bridal party I find myself tangled in outside the marble ballroom. The bride doesn't seem to mind. People are everywhere. I'm chasing schoolchildren down the marble staircase and spilling into the stately gardens to snap the Pegasus fountain. It's where Julie Andrews Maria choreographed her charges in a freewheeling dance 65 years ago. Guarded by stone unicorns and fairy tale iron gates, the whole complex is free to roam. I'm not sure what I expected from Salzburg, really. Perhaps that it would feel incredibly twee in a designed-to-be-looked-at sort of way. 
I realised I was wrong in the old town of all places, where engravings in the stone gables date back to the 1300s. The boutiques are refreshingly modern, influenced perhaps by the contemporary art museums in both directions. And locals don't seem to mind the pretzel-clutching tourists who clog the pavement outside Mozart's birthplace. These skinny cobbled lanes are for everybody. With a tenth of Vienna's population, Salzburg feels cosy. We all pile in together, whether at the Sternbrow Beer Garden, the swing top bottles of homebrew served in the stone courtyard, or Cafe Tamaselli, an esteemed coffee house where the plum strudel is to die for. University buildings, both the frescoed and the futuristic louvered box on stilts, cluster around the cathedral. The fortress uphill professes it's never had to fend off intruders, but it sure seems like an invasion when Salzburg students are sprung loose from class. They weave with practised ease between prancing horse-drawn carriages. If you can learn anything from the citizens of this living, breathing museum of a city, it's the art of living well. On my second afternoon, I join an urbane crowd at Zum Zirkelwurt, a schnitzel shack with chic ski lodge decor, for tender platter-filling Wiener schnitzel doused in lemon and lingonberry. I work it off by climbing the Monchberg Mountain to Museum de Moderne Sculpture Garden and watch the sun burnish the distant peaks. On my way down, I discover Gestattengasse, a back lane of hobbit-sized archways where drinking dens have replaced barns and ironmongers. At classic boozer Klaus Am Tor, I sip a cold Stiegel at a dark wood bar before ambling down the road for a spot of life jazz. The scene at Zin is like a reunion of old friends in technicolour hair and black leather. The jazz? Terrible. Then again, the souls bourgeois, far more cultured than myself, appear wrapped. I must be missing something. To avoid flying, combine your trip with a visit to Paris. Get the Eurostar from London St Pancras to Paris Gare du Nord from £89 return. Stash your luggage in a locker for €5 Euros and spend the day exploring. Then head to Gare de l'Est for the new night jet sleeper train. The 7pm service pulls into Salzburg at 7.30 the next morning. Fares start from €70 Euros each way, with breakfast included, and a private compartment starts at €160. Euros. If you're flying, British Airways offers direct flights from Gatwick or Heathrow, starting at £77 return. Thank you so much to Laura for taking us through that piece, and to Ellen Himmelfarb too, the author of that article originally written for the Witch Travel magazine. Remember, you'll find more articles that you'll find useful every day on everything from money and technology to home and garden advice by signing up to one of our many free email newsletters. And you can do that at witch.co.uk forward slash newsletters. We'll be back next week for another episode of Witch Shorts. Thanks for listening. Witch Shorts was produced by me, Rob Lilly, while the exec producer was Angus Farker.